This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Championship weekend chaos. I am so here for this. Me too. I want nutty things to happen. All right. Here's the chalk. The chalk is Georgia wins. Michigan wins. Washington wins. Florida State wins. No changes. Georgia, Florida State. Michigan, Washington. Boom. That'll probably give us a Georgia-Michigan national championship game, which I think most people would sign up for. Yeah. Right? That's fine. Most people would sign up for that. But there is a a growing sentiment that even if Florida State wins, they might not make the top four. And I can't figure out why that would be the case, but that's the growing sentiment. Greg McElroy of ESPN, an Alabama grad, offers this. They will be in the playoff because they're an undefeated Power 5 champ that played a Power 5 schedule with a win against Louisville this weekend that would give them three ranked wins, one of which against uh, against LSU in the non-conference, who the committee greatly respects. Uh, one against Louisville, who's currently ahead of Tennessee. That's one of the better wins for both Georgia and for Alabama. And one against Clemson, who's in the 25-ish range, kind of comparable to that of Tennessee, which also compares favorably. So one, they have the resume to back it up. And two, you cannot tell me, after what we witnessed 10 years ago with Ohio State and Cardale Jones, the quarterback is a sole indicator of future success in the playoffs. Thank you. Logic from Greg McElroy. All right, now you're ready for the chaos? (laughs) What happens if Alabama beats Georgia and, for giggles, Texas wins? What happens? What happens with Alabama and Texas both win? Texas has the win at Alabama. It would be pretty difficult for the committee to ignore that, wouldn't it? Like, I'm not saying that Alabama, that Texas is definitely better than Alabama because what they what the committee can do is, oh, well, Alabama's got the better loss because I think Texas lost to Kansas. Oklahoma. They, oh, no, they, that's right. They got, yeah, I guess it's a better, yeah, Oklahoma uh, proved to be kind of a fraud uh, after winning that game. Anyway, um, I'm curious. Well, and Oklahoma lost other games, too. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they'd be playing in this game, uh, and they're not. It is Oklahoma State. They lost to Oklahoma State, uh, Oklahoma. Yeah. So, um, what happens if Alabama wins and Texas wins? Could the SEC get left out? Greg McElroy, could they be left out? I think it's probably top to bottom the toughest league. I mean, that's, that's the way I've always felt. I think NFL talent evaluators will reflect that thought. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they will be the most deserving. And I, I think that's the big problem right now is that the SEC is in a tough spot because Alabama could very well be their champion with one loss. And that one loss would also be coming to a contender uh, that's going to be a champion from another league in, in Texas, potentially if they can hold serve against Oklahoma State. So uh, while I certainly sympathize with Nick Saban's thought process and I certainly share in his regard and and admiration for the league. I I think there's a real possibility that could be on the outside looking in. Yes, there is a possibility. Something that Nick Saban cannot wrap his mind around. The SEC is one of the best conferences in the country. I think Georgia 
is one of the best teams in the country. I think if we beat them, we'd be one of the best four teams in the country. I think it would be a, a disrespect to the SEC if there is an SEC representation in the Final Four. I do believe that. Disrespect? So how would Nick Saban view Florida State or Washington if they were to get left out while being undefeated? Mm -hmm. What would be more disrespectful? I'm sorry, it ain't a birthright. No matter how much we we want to believe it's true, it's not a birthright. If Alabama beats Georgia, and depending on what happens elsewhere, it does throw into the mix that we could have a four-team playoff that does not involve the Southeastern Conference. Again, ain't a birthright. Uh, <laughs> because here's the thing: if you if you if like you mentioned, if Texas wins the Big Twelve, Alabama wins the SEC. Like head-to-head has to matter, right? Well, Otherwise, what are we doing here? The committee has said we look at head-to-head. Yeah. Right? It's not It's not the criteria. It's a criteria. So all things being equal, well, we have Texas. And it wasn't even in Texas. It was at it Alabama. It was in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. So I am. I want chaos to happen. I don't, I'm not sitting here wanting the SEC to miss out. Okay. I want the best four teams in, right? But to me, you prove the best four teams by what you do on the field. And if Florida State is 13-0 with wins over three teams in the college football playoff rankings, and they would have that, and Alabama is 12-1, and with, I think, three wins over the, including the win over Georgia, which would be awesome. It doesn't mean that you get to go and Florida State doesn't because losses also matter. Kind of, I forget who said it the other day, like two weeks ago, that the BCS, actually it was uh, Evan Cohen from Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Like if we're just trying to crown a national champion, the BCS, the formula, that was the better way to do it. It takes, it really, it takes, well, it doesn't take all the uh, subjectivity out of it. Because they're still voting. Or objectivity out of yeah. it. Because they're, they're, they, they, they dumbed that down because coaches uh, put on a PR campaign to take out data. The, the, the computers have a pretty good read. That's what you had six of them, too. Some of the computers seem to have some inherent bias, but when you're covered by multiple computers, the the consensus of them is pretty accurate. Anyway, uh, I'm I I am just here for chaos. Uh, and if Florida State loses to Louisville, then they lose to Louisville. Uh, but if they win, they're in. Washington wins, they're in. I think if Oregon wins, I think Oregon wins, they're probably in. I'll be curious if Michigan wins, and Florida State wins, and Alabama wins, mm-hmm. and Texas wins. Yep. And Oregon wins. Yeah. What happens? Washington gets left out? It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, they lost. It's possible that Washington and Oregon both go. Ooh. 
It's 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 the whole thing is weird. Actually, I, Washington would probably get left out because nobody has any respect for the Pac-12. Even though the it wouldn't be disrespectful yeah. to the Pac-12, even though they might have been the best league. Yes, yeah, so top to bottom, yeah. they probably were actually were they, the best league. They might have been the best league this year, um, which is a shame because now they're going to go away. They're gone. Pac-2. Uh, anyway. Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90% give the money and then we meet every year and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. What is going to happen? Will we have chaos? Let's talk to Roddy Jones of ESPN. He joins us, college football analyst, ACC legend at Georgia Tech. Uh, first of all, last time we spoke, we weren't sure if Georgia Tech uh, was going to have the season that they had. Uh, just real quick on your uh, on your guys. I thought they had a good year. Uh, yeah, I thought they had a great year. You know, I always think when you get to this time of year, um, it is about what were your expectations at the beginning and, and how did you meet them? And the expectation for Georgia Tech was that if this was going to be a bowl team, it was a good season. It's a bowl team, so it's a good season, and it was a pretty good performance against Georgia overall. Uh, and I get the team that was banged up, but still probably the best team in the country. So, uh, so I, you know, proud of what Georgia Tech was able to do. Um, very cool for them to go to a bowl game for the first time since 2018, 2017, I believe. Wow. Uh, so, so yeah, it'll be great. Look, man, they they've been good. They should be good. I understand there are academic requirements, Roddy. I get it. Uh, and there, it is difficult to recruit there. But, uh, man, in the state of Georgia, there's a lot of smart kids who want to play football too uh, because I know Duke, Duke recruits there and Wake recruits there uh, and all the other schools want smart kids too. Uh, you probably could have gone to a lot of different places. Let me, uh, let me ask you about Florida State. There is a, there is a sentiment out there that Florida State could beat Louisville and not be in the playoff. Do you agree that that's possible? No, I think I think that's sort of a narrative that has been perpetuated amongst people that, um, while reasonable, may have a reason to doubt Florida <laughs> State's resume. Um, so anybody who's involved with the SEC sees the potential of Alabama beating Georgia and an SEC champion being left out, probably benefits you to put that out there. If anybody... Uh, who's involved with Texas, you know, probably benefits you to put that out there. So, so no, an undefeated Power 5 conference champion uh, is going to get in the playoff 10 times out of 10. And yeah. the fact that they would have been able to win on the road in Gainesville and uh, win an ACC championship with a backup quarterback, I think just further pushes, uh, pushes that to the forefront and the fact that that's LBN. So, so, no, I don't buy that one bit. Yeah, I, do, I don't either, but it is interesting to see the lobbying. What did Nick Saban say yesterday? Uh, that it would be disrespectful if the if Alabama beat Georgia and somehow the SEC got locked out of the playoff because maybe Texas won the Big 12 or, uh, you know, I guess Oregon-Washington would eliminate one or the other. Uh, but if Texas beats uh, Oklahoma State and Alabama beats Georgia, could Texas get that nod over Alabama? Who do you think would get that spot if Alabama beats Georgia and Texas wins the Big 12? 
Yeah, I, I think it's Texas. Um, again, for the reasons that we just sort of talked about, like winning your games has to matter. And, and we can sort of talk ourselves in circles with, well, who's got the best loss? <laughs> uh, well, that would be that would be Alabama because you lost to Texas, although you did lose at home by double digits, and it was in September. Um, there's the, well, who's got the best win? Well, that would be Alabama because they beat Georgia. Well, Texas beat Alabama. Who beat Georgia? So you, do, do you want to go down that path? You look at the metrics and you can't really split the teams offensively, defensively, special teams-wise. You could, you know, look at the eye test and say, well, hey, you know, Alabama uh, looks like a better team. They didn't look like a better team at Auburn. They didn't look, they didn't look like they needed a Hail Mary uh, on a fourth and goal from the 31-yard line to win that game. So, so I, I think ultimately, if I was in that room, you, there is a counterpoint to every point that you make for each team. So you can make the point on Texas. Yeah, I've got a counterpoint from Alabama. You can make the point on Alabama. I've got a counterpoint with Texas. I think ultimately – the way you sort through it all is they played. They decided it on the field. That has to matter in college football, and we certainly uh, – and I think it will. I do too, um, but I also think that Georgia's going to beat Alabama and we're going to not even have to worry about this. How do you see that game? I think Georgia should win as well. Um, my questions about, about that game really kind of stem from Georgia's uh, health. How healthy is Brock mm-hmm. Bowers? Looks right. like he's on track to play. How effective will he be? How healthy is Lad McConkey? Um, his status a little more up in the air uh, from what I had last seen and uh, how, how he had been practicing and whether or not uh, he had been participating in 11-on-11 drills. So I, I think those things sort of worry me about Georgia, but they're the better football team than Alabama. Uh, and I think offensively especially, they are much more complete than Alabama is. I think they are, too. Um, we'll see how easy it is to win another one of these uh, because yeah, exactly. it, it's not. Well, I mean, I, I heard this. So the other thing is I heard this the other day. Like, Nick Saban, is, is, he's undefeated in the conference championship game against Kirby, isn't he? Like, Kirby's only beaten him in the college ball playoff. So, there, there's something there, too. Like, he is so good in SEC championship games. Like he's good in – I mean, isn't that – wouldn't that be true for Nick Saban in any situation? Yeah, very true. Very true. <laughs> Roddy, Roddy Jones is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Yeah, he's got a it, – it's, it's sort of like Nick Saban against former assistants. Uh, his record is like, yeah, that's the same record he's got against Earth. <laughs> this, I mean, he just doesn't lose a lot of games. He has not lost a lot of games. Roddy Jones is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Um, I don't think I've asked you this because I think the last time we talked, it was before the scandal really hit. What are your thoughts on the Michigan – it's not really a Harbaugh scandal, I guess uh, – the Michigan sign-stealing electronic surveillance scandal? It's, you know, it, it, I'm kind of one of those things that everyone's retreated to their corners about. Uh, I, I think overall Michigan probably got off easy on their punishment. Mm-hmm. I think what they did is – in the grand scheme of things, not that big a deal. However, it is a rule that they blatantly and brazenly broke. And so I thought that the punishment should have been pretty severe. Uh, I thought they should have been banned from the Big Ten championship game, uh, which would have all but eliminated, eliminated them from the, uh, from, from the uh, college ball playoff. And then, you know, they could have had fun in the Rose Bowl or, or whatever the Rose Bowl uh, alternative is this year for the Big Ten. Right. 
Um, now that it's done, like, you know, it's kind of whatever at this <laughs> point. Uh, it, it's not, it doesn't matter if they're stealing Iowa signals or not. Probably actually help Iowa uh, if they did have their signals. Because I don't know, because anything could help Iowa. But ultimately, Gosh. I think it, it became one of those things that people retreated to their corners. And, and we weren't able to have a real good discussion about why Michigan should be punished or what the right time people, it was for it. Yeah, but my, my whole take on it was the NCAA moves too slowly to do anything. Uh, the Big Ten was never going to take their best team out of the mix fi- for, for financial reasons, uh, not to mention they would have had the pants sued off of them by Michigan, even if they were right, even if they turned out to be right. They were still going to have to deal with it. Uh, and even though there was a big cry from member schools to do something about Michigan, they really were they weren't inclined. The only the only entity that was going to punish Michigan was going to be Michigan, and they decided, nah, man, it's cool. Everybody does it. That's what they. That's what everybody wants to say. Dion said it. Oh man, everybody does that. Like I don't think everybody does it. I just, no, I just everybody <laughs> doesn't do it. It's just a, it's just a fun thing to say. Hey, right. everybody does it. And so and so had our signal. But a lot of talk about Clemson. This whole thing. People have known for years, years that when Brent Venables was at Clemson, they were going to figure out your signals. They had some of the best in the business to be able to do that. The thing is, like, that falls in the honor among thieves portion that everybody does do. In-game, you know, do your best job um, and go for it. And there's ways that you can get around that. Ohio State did it the second time they played him in the college football playoff. But, but overall, like, to do it the way Michigan did, as organized as it was, as financed as it was, but if you get caught doing that, you're stupid and you deserve to be punished. Are they going to win the national championship, though? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, it's just something about that team that doesn't – that I don't think – like, they haven't been able to cross the first hurdle. they got to get to the national championship game first. Right. And then I'll believe that they're going to win it. Um, just something about the hurdles. They were much better than TCU last year, and they overlooked them. They have focused so much on Georgia this year that, like, I don't know, man. I feel like they'd get tripped up again. Oh, yeah, they could get tripped up if it's Oregon. Uh, that could that could absolutely be a problem. Uh, so let's, uh, real quick, give me your winners of the four. For, let's just exclude Texas, Oklahoma State for a second. I'm assuming Texas, you think Texas is going to win that. Uh, so Georgia, Alabama, who you got? Uh, I'll go. I'll go Georgia. All right, um, Michigan, Iowa. Let's not even go. Let's just let's just move on. Uh, Washington, Oregon. I think Oregon wins that one. And Florida State, Louisville. I I I have I've picked Louisville all week, so I guess I'll have to stick with Louisville. I don't really have a great reason. It's more of a feel um, with the way these teams are playing right now, or at least with the, what they experienced last week. Uh, there's questions on Tate Rodemaker. I think health of Keon Coleman's a question as well. Health of Florida State in general. Um, so, so I'll I'll go Louisville. I think Jeff Brown's really good in in these types of underdog situations. Team coming off of a loss. So our four teams would be Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, Texas. In that order. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Georgia, Texas. Who would you take there? Uh, Georgia. Although not, but I'm not super confident in that. Okay. I think Texas with a chance to get super healthy has a chance to uh, chance to give Georgia a game. And Michigan, Oregon? I would go Oregon in that scenario. I would. I think, could the Heisman Trophy win a, win a title? Because I think Bo Nix is going to win the Heisman Trophy. Um, or yeah, J- look, or maybe Jalen Daniels. Oregon wins, they probably do. 
if I would give it to Jaden Daniels, no matter what yeah. happens in the Pac-12 championship game. But but if Oregon loses, I think it's Jaden Daniels. But but no, I don't think I think Georgia three feats honestly, and it's, it's chalky. And I'm a Georgia Tech grad, I but know. I've become accustomed to the uh, to the school up the road being the dominant force in college football. That's got to be painful for a Yellow Jacket to say that. Um, look, uh, look, we've been talking about it for really, you know, since since second and twenty six. Uh, the <laughs> fact that this was going to happen, I knew Georgia was going to get on a run at some point. It was, they got too many resources. So is it painful? I mean, not really. When you have when you have that much pain, you kind of get numb to it. It just is what it is. <laughs> Medication. It's wonderful. Roddy Jones, I appreciate your time, man. Uh, yeah, enjoy course. enjoy championship weekend. We'll talk to you down the road. Yeah, see you. You got it. Roddy Jones here on the Adam Gold Show. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org slash nc.